to launch the GCC podcast. I'm your host, Marty Duran, Director of Communications for the Great Commission Collective. We're a global network of churches partnering together to plant churches and strengthen leaders. My guest today on launch is no stranger to the GCC family, Paul Whittingstall. He's up in Canada and holds things down, leads well there. We're going to be talking about church planting in Canada, uh, some of the nuances, some of the differences, and some of the uh, some of the spiritual conditions that require different approaches there. Uh, we're coming, well, depending upon your calendar and depending upon what happens uh, in spring and summer, uh, we could be on the downside of pandemic scares, but there's some stuff that uh, requires some, some different thinking and some different action there as well. So we'll talk about some of that. So all in all, this is a really good interview and a conversation with Paul Whittingstall. And uh, without further delay, here we go. Well, I'm joined today by a guy who's no stranger to GCC, uh, our Canadian Regional Director, Paul Whittingstall in the great frozen north. How are you, brother? I'm doing okay. Great to be with you, Marty. And I uh, hope you're having uh, a great day, and hopefully it's uh, warmer there than it is here. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to guess that it is today, but you go ahead and impress us all with how cold it is. Actually, actually, it's uh, the snow's melting today. It's just a little bit above freezing. Oh, okay. So I won't even tell you what the temperature is because I don't know whether I should use Fahrenheit or Celsius. <laughs> so, But it's not that bad in Toronto, and it's not snowing, so That's no complaints awesome. here. Well, you have been pastoring uh, or or involved with church planting with GCC in some way for how long up there? Um, I became the pastor of one of the churches up here. Um, that would be like 13 years ago. Left to join GCC two years ago, and so pastored for uh, 10 years of a church that was a church plant, and then have been serving um, in GCC Canada for two little over two years now and uh, seeking to assist our churches in church planting. That's fantastic. So we do want to talk about church planting today. Um, so Canada is uh, is a mystery to a lot of Americans. I'm sure it's not a mystery to most Canadians, but um, give a little bit of a background, and there'll be people around the world listening to this too. So you're going to be giving some insight into to folks who aren't as familiar with Canada, uh, obviously, as they would be with their own home country. Um, talk a little bit about the the spiritual uh, or the unique challenges that might be faced by Canadian church planters because of uh, whatever the spiritual makeup is uh, in Canada or across Canada. Yeah, there. I think there are some unique challenges that are a little different. Um, although in pockets in the U.S. you'll have the same kind of thing, but Canada is a, a country with two official languages, and so the province of Quebec is predominantly French. And uh, it is an area that we don't have any churches. We would love to have churches in Quebec and are working as the Lord leads towards that. But that would be a unique situation in Canada, uh, for sure. Um, I would also say that um, pockets in Canada um, are very strongly historically influenced by Catholicism, Mm -hmm. um, whereas areas like Toronto and Vancouver or other more metropolitan areas now are very much a melting pot of the world. They say that uh, Toronto is um, the melting pot city um, really of the world. And so every, um, every ethnicity, every religion, all are, rela- are, are here. And so now that makes it maybe a little bit unique um, as we seek to do ministry here in Canada. Um, plus the reality 
uh, we are very post-Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's no encouragement by government or anything to, you know, towards what we're seeking to do. We are more a pain in the neck than anything else, which the gospel always has been, always will be. Um, but we're seeing that become more and more of a challenge as we move forward. Is it is it a... Um... Is it a feeling or a type of hostility, or is it more of an indifference and you're on your own and don't look to us for any help? Yeah, I would say um, up until recently, it's been more passive. But what is going to come down and is coming down and will come down in law um, because um, we stand on Scripture and the uh, political climate of our society is we have to keep everybody happy. Uh, I believe the days are very short until we will see um, direct law where, you know, when you preach a message and clearly preach the word of God, you're going to stand in opposition to, to what the government is saying. Mm. So how many, uh, how many churches uh, that are uh, related to the GCC, part of GCC, are there in Canada? And what's the distribution of those families? Yeah, a great question. We, you know, Canada, roughly, same size, actually, geographically, might even be a little bit bigger than the U.S. Geographically, population is one-tenth the wow. size of the U.S. Y'all got some um, elbow room up there. So, yeah, 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 there's lots of elbow room if you get out of the city, right? Um, but the uh, the makeup of our churches, we have um, 21 churches altogether in Canada. Um, um, one of our churches has a campus, so, so I'll count that in, into the 21. Um Four of those churches are out west in Alberta and in British Columbia. Um, one of those is in Kelowna, British Columbia, and then uh, three are around the area of Calgary, Alberta. And uh, we are working on a church plant north of uh, Calgary, between Calgary and Edmonton, um, in the Red Deer area. That's what we have a guy there in uh, Chris Gervin. And so he's not included in the 21. That church hasn't been planted yet, but he's working on that. And then the rest of the churches, the other 17 churches, are all in southern Ontario. And so all of them, except for one, so 16 out of the 17, are within a two-hour drive of Toronto. So that's a nice thing for us here because we can all get together fairly simply if we want to. Um, And uh, so 21 churches, four out west, 17 in Ontario. But understand, as I say that, that means there are lots of areas where we have no impact at all. Uh, There's seven provinces or eight? Oh, see, now you're asking me questions I don't even know the answer to. No, there's, I think, ten. So, um, yeah, I've been to like stars. We don't have like stars on our flag. So we'll remember. That's, and, that's uh, <laughs> you just have one old maple leaf. Just one maple leaf is all one Canada. Right. So <laughs> I've been there a few times, uh, always on the Western side. I've never been to the Eastern side at all, except to a layover in Toronto, I think one time. Oh. And it's always amazed me just how much space there is, especially just thinking about it. Look, basically, if you just look at the map, like Saskatchewan or Manitoba, where there's all this space, these cities are so spread out. And the challenges that church planters would face to plant in some of those more uh, hard-to-get-to type areas, not hard-to-get-to, but just they're, they're so far from the main traveled areas that it would be a challenge. How do y'all think about reaching into some of those more remote areas in church planting? Yeah, that's a new kind of phase for us as we move forward, because you're right. I believe the statistic, 
is 80% of Canadians live within two hours of the border with the U.S., wow. right? And so that means you have 20% of the people who live outside of that. And so, but we are looking towards that. Our, I guess our vision, the way I would say it is our vision is not like towards Toronto or Vancouver or towards it's, it's really towards wherever the Lord would lead us mm. since. And, uh, and we've got some guys who have a strong heart towards the, let's think outside of the box of just the GT, the greater Toronto area, the GTA. Um, and you know, where would the Lord um, would lead us to? And then, but the reality for those things to happen, you're, it's going to take some extra, um, at least initial support, you know, for a guy to get in and uh, be involved and, you know, see a church planted. Um, there are, but there are hundreds and hundreds of communities that will have populations over 50 to 100,000 that there is very little gospel witness in, and, uh, and certainly not a church that would be like ours. I know that there's a lot of immigration uh, into Canada. Are uh, and you may not know the answer to this question. It certainly wasn't one I, I told you to be ready for. So if you don't, that's fine. It just popped up in my head. Uh, of the immigrant populations that are coming in to Canada, are are they coming from Christianized backgrounds, or are most of them coming from other type of religious backgrounds? Yeah, most are coming from other. Um, religious type background. So here's the, for instance, I live in Markham, Ontario. Um, Markham, Ontario, more than 50% of the population in Markham, Ontario is Asian. Um, and so that's coming out of primarily um, Hong Kong or or China, greater China. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the actual population, more than half of the people who are in our city um, are Asian. And uh, so that's coming out of a non-Christian background for sure, but there's lots of others coming from, but not not strong quote unquote um, Judeo-Christian country backgrounds, mm. not by and large. So what is that? Um, are you um, will church planters, uh, as far as the way you think about it, whether there's a plan on the board or not at this point, as you think about that. Do you think it will be more effective for there to be some uh, a church planter from an Asian background, maybe a lifelong Canadian who happens to be Asian? I know uh, specifically one fellow in Edmonton who fits that description. Um, would that will plant churches that have that same kind of contextualized background? Is is that a thought, or is it like we're just going to send the first person or send somebody that God's raised up that has a burden for these folks, whether or not they they share that same cultural heritage or not? Right. Yeah, I think um, moving forward, that's going to become more and more a part of our story. It's interesting you asked the question today, because uh, just two days ago, I was talking to a guy who's part of one of our churches, and uh, he has a friend who's in a church that is a uh, Chinese church uh, out in the Oakville area, and um, is interested in becoming a part of our movement because of some of the the denomination he's in has, is moving towards a liberal perspective and mm. he needs to get out of that and or is getting out of it and is looking and finds what we are doing very interesting. And it would be a Chinese church. That's right? awesome. And uh, it, it hasn't been a part of what our philosophy has been historically, but I believe is going to be 
um, a part of our philosophy moving forward. But I think we're seeing that down in the, in the States as well, right? There are yeah. pockets, there are areas, and it's like, what's the context? And we need to be planting churches with a context in mind. And uh, so I believe that will be more and more a reality. It is not at present our reality, though. Well, 2020 has been uh, unique. Um, thankfully, 2021 hasn't started off for you guys quite like it has started off for us. Um, but 2020 was a shared uh, shared reality in a lot of ways. Um, what were some of what were some of the specific challenges that your pastors in Canada faced through the pandemic and restrictions and quarantines and lockdowns and those kinds of things that really did affect their ability? to minister in the way that they had, to lead in the way that they had, to pastor in the way that they had prior to the pandemic? Right. You know, as before I answer that, I hope we don't waste the pandemic, right? There's a, right. There's a lot of things that we need to learn uh, through this. And, uh, and I'm trying to, you know, in my own mind, contextualize and figure out. But we have been uh, far more impacted, I'll call it by um, lockdown or um, just a lot of restriction on what we can do and uh, far more than I think in general has happened in the U S. And so that's been a reality. I think, um, you know, in the first wave of this, um, especially in Ontario, but it was true in other places, you know, West as well, like we had to go online. It wasn't an option. I know lots of guys in different areas went through that, but things opened up in the U S I think much more quickly than they did in Canada. And, uh, so it was kind of funny because in the first wave of this, you had, you know, you had guys going, there are lots of people who are checking us out. They're, they're listening. It's a great opportunity for the gospel. And, all, and I believe all those things were true. At the same time, you have pastors who at, at the core are shepherds and who are frustrated sitting in their basement, talking into their iPhone right. or, <laughs> you know, um, not being able to look people in the eye and, you know, asking questions like, I didn't sign up for this when I signed up. Right. And, um, and so the reality of um, the hardness of that, I think that a lot of guys experienced that. I think it was seen in how are we actually discipling our people? Are we actually discipling our people? And I think Satan used that a lot too, and guys to, you know, discourage them and, all the rest. I remember talking with, uh, we were on a call with our pastors one time and uh, one of our guys, um, you know, we were talking about a little bit of a woe is me sense. It's hard and it's all the rest. And, and he said, we don't even understand what suffering is. Right. Yeah. I still, I still phone and my prime account gets the stuff delivered to my door. <laughs> and so I can't, I, <laughs> so I, I can't go to the store, but now they deliver it to my house and I'm suffering. Yeah. And how so, inconvenient. Yeah. One hand, yeah, we don't understand what the rest of the world goes through. At the other, on the other side, though, it is new for us, and none of us, myself included, and I'm one of the older guys in the movement, have ever lived through anything like this mm-hmm. before. So it is a challenge, and I think it's strengthened us in a lot of ways, but it's been hard. Um, right now, in most of Canada, because most of our churches in Ontario, we are back into a lockdown, and so it's like, don't go out unless you're going to get your groceries or you're going for a walk and you know, it's a bit crazy, but um, but as far as weekend church things go, we're we're allowed ten people, which wow. means if you're if you want to do an, an online a live stream or something like that, you can do it, but you can have ten people. And so guys are looking at ways to be creative in that, mm-hmm. and uh, um, because it's just hard, it's a hard season, and yet the gospel is still being proclaimed, lives are still being changed. The church that I'm I'm from, we 
We baptized um, two Iranian um, young adult ladies last weekend. And uh, it's funny that no one will see the video of that for a little while, but it's it's happening. (laughs) Hey, God saw it. Yeah. And so it's, it's God's, God's at work and uh, we need to keep that in mind. It's not the way we planned it, not the way we had hoped for it, but there's a lot of refining going on in all of us. And I think pruning in the church and I'm trusting that will be helpful in the long run. So this is the 15th of January when we're having this conversation. How, how long is, uh, is that lockdown supposed to last? Yeah, it started, um, started yesterday and it will be for a minimum of four weeks. Okay. Um, I'm not a prophet, but I don't think it's ending before Easter, but we shall see. But okay. four weeks minimum. And it, uh, man, I, I can't even imagine when it's out of full lockdown that it's going to be back to like normal. It, it still seems to be there'd be some restrictions. Even Easter may not be a normal Easter Sunday. Yeah, correct. I think uh, if anything, they might. So what it was before the lockdown was up to 30% of your, you know, your room's capacity. Mm-hmm. So you know, if your room could hold a thousand people, basically you could have, you know, 30% of that 300. Right. Um, but, um, I, you know, it would probably go back like that and then start to open up. And yeah, I have no idea when we would get back to, you know, we'll see what vaccines do. We see what this does. And, you know, right now the numbers are, the, the numbers are what the numbers are, but they're not, they don't look good. And mm-hmm. so, and I realize there's, you know, 500 different opinions about what that means. But the reality is our government is trying to do the best they can. I don't, I don't believe that government agencies in Canada are trying to stick it to the church. Mm-hmm. Right? We're, I don't think we're a target. I just don't think government agencies understand what is being done now is paving for potential future issues yeah. Um, yeah. for us and what that might look like. Yeah, uh, there's going to be an, an, an active, uh, well, I don't know what the be- has the best way to say this, there's there's going to be a passive, uh, a bunch of passive moves that are going to have a negative effect for the church, um, the, and the government's going to think they're doing something good for some other group that has uh, negative repercussions for the church. I can see that happening, I think. Yeah, and uh, you know, as I say, our premier of our province and the prime minister of, our Canada, of Canada, like, I don't want their job right now either, mm-hmm. right? And so... And we're called to pray for them. And uh, we may not like what it is, but until we're told to go against the word of God specifically, you know, I think we have a responsibility to endure during these days. Definitely. What are some other unique things um, that the world would would benefit by knowing about uh, ministry in Canada related to GCC? Um, Wow. Uh, I think the, the thing that we are excited about in Canada um, is, as you know, you and I've talked about this before, but Canada is required by law, our churches, to have a, a separate entity. We have to have a separate board. I have to work for a board in Canada. Like, that's just the way it works. I think we can be a model for maybe what will happen in some of the other regions um, and how that can help to strengthen our movement moving forward. And uh, so I think we uh, bring that to the table. Um, but I, one of the one of the things that I love is that we have a, a heart to be a part of the bigger thing. We're not looking to be our own thing, and uh, and so the encouragement of of what's happening in the U.S. and around the world is a is a great encouragement to us. And so we want to be a part of the the bigger thing, but also creating a um, 
pathway for, okay, what do we believe God's calling us to do here as it relates to raising up church planters, encouraging our church leaders, uh, planting churches here, and supporting in international ministries around the world. You know, what's our thing as, as a part of the big thing? And, uh, and so we are, we are together in relationship, although we have to structurally be different. Um, we, we need to be a part of the big thing, too, because we're excited about that as well, what God is doing uh, around the world. And uh, so I think we have the advantage in the sense that we had to be a region. That wasn't an option. And so we can be a model or a help in developing other areas, which we're seeking directly to do right now with Eastern Europe and, uh, yeah. and thankful for that opportunity. Right. Well, Paul, thanks for hanging out today, man. Uh, we're really excited about all the stuff that, that God's doing there and looking forward to the stories of the future of what God does uh, in church planting there and in ministry from the churches and their communities and uh, just super excited about your role with GCC and your leadership in, uh, in GCC Canada. Hey, thanks. Great to be with you, Marty, and uh, love what God is doing in our churches. Thank you for listening to Launch, the GCC podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, why not take a moment to do that in your favorite podcast app? Also, rate and review the podcast when you get a moment. That helps us with search results and recommend us to your friends, maybe other pastors that you know who will benefit from the content from this podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our website if you haven't done that already. It's gccollective.org. That's gccollective.org. And there's a lot of helpful information. There's articles. There's how you can join the GCC, whether a church planter or an existing church and plenty of other content that'll help you grow spiritually and encourage you in your leadership journey.